Welcome to the Doorway to Self podcast, a metaphysical container for all things mental health, all things human, and all things psychic. Because if you're human, you're psychic. Through the power of story, the gift of psychoeducation, and shared research of the human experience, we will delve into all things metaphysics to help bring to light the truth of your being. If you're on the journey home to your golden self, this is the podcast for you. Here we go. This is the Mental Health Revolution with Rachel Leah Gerson of Doorway to Self. Hello and welcome back to the Doorway to Self podcast. My name is Rachel Leah Gerson and I am your host this week and every week. Uh, So today what I wanted to talk about is something that I did touch on a little bit last week, which is the different types of psychic abilities that a person can have. And these are things called the clairs. Now, the word clair, C-L-A-I-R-S, well, or clairs, (laughs) if you add the S, (laughs) comes from Latin and it means clear. This has always seemed a little bit strange to me because sometimes our psychic, well, most of the time, our psychic experiences and perceptions are not clear to us at all. We don't know we're experiencing psychic phenomena consciously. We don't know maybe what messages are coming through or why we're experiencing what we're experiencing and hence why this is such a confusing part of being human to most people and honestly, including yours truly who has been researching this ever since I can remember. Literally ever since I can remember. So... That's just always boggled my mind, but that's what it is. We have the clairs, the clear psychic phenomena. So we have these different clairs, and as I said in the last episode, these are ways that we as energy, as humans, we are energy, are able to perceive the energies that we are interacting with, whether they be other people or places or non-physical objects um, or entities or whatever you want to call them and this is a little bit out there with for you please stick with me I'm going to try and make this as simple and tangible as possible for the non-physical tangible world so at this point I want you to imagine that you have five senses that can perceive energy and can perceive the psychic world that parallel your five physical senses and then you also have three other psychic senses on top of that so if you were to have the run of the gamut you would have all eight clairs all eight psychic abilities so i'm going to walk you through each one Some people do have all eight, some people have one, some people have five. It's going to vary and it's going to vary throughout your lifetime. This is something that I cannot stress enough. Psychic ability is fluid. It comes when it is needed and it goes when it's going to be too overwhelming or too much, okay? And for those of you who are listening who are like, 
oh, but I feel everything, or I sense everything, or I'm seeing too many things, and what do you mean? It should be gone, because this is way too much. Because I know there are lots of people listening to this who are thinking that and feeling that. And here's what I want to tell you is that it's going to stay if it's too much, if it is teaching you something, if you are needing to learn a lesson about energetic boundaries or about victim mentality or about being able to harness yourself fully or being able to say no, stop being such a people pleaser, the list goes on. So if you are experiencing extreme psychic overwhelm, there is a reason for it and it is now time for you to start doing the shadow work to start understanding where those lessons might be trying to reach out to you and say hello (laughs) and in a very unpleasant way but regardless psychic abilities are fluid so what that means is that maybe when you were three years old you had some extreme psychic sight and you were able to see all sorts of colors everywhere and images and people's faces and all sorts of things I don't know and then all of a sudden you woke up one day at you know three and a half and they were gone (laughs) um but to the same token maybe you're you know 54 years old and all of a sudden woke up and started smelling strange things everywhere and don't know why you're smelling things and it just isn't making any sense to you and so um things can come and go just because you have psychic hearing one day doesn't mean you're going to have it tomorrow just because you don't have psychic hearing one day doesn't mean you won't have it tomorrow so I just wanted to give you that uh, comfort or discomfort take it how you will but my point is is that this is not a concrete thing Um, so in terms of you know this is your diagnosis of your psychic ability and this is what it's going to be and even when I used to work with clients in the past and I would do um, psychic diagnostic reports with them I would say okay um, this is what you're experiencing right now this is your diagnostic report for now I put the date on it and then I let them know this could change okay so I just wanted you to bear that in mind as we go through this information but I want to get started. So let's talk about these Claire's. (laughs) So the most renowned one is clairvoyance. And I would actually say that that's starting to be surpassed (laughs) very quickly, but we'll get there. So clairvoyance is is clear vision. Okay, voyance means vision. Clear vision. And it It describes the ability of psychic sight. And this can be anything. So a lot of people have this misconception that you are not clairvoyance. You do not have clairvoyance if you are not seeing the future. Okay? Or if you are not getting these crazy visions or whatever. Okay? That's just simply not true. Psychic sight is literally anything that is a visual effect that you are receiving that is not in the physical. 
Okay, so if you are able to see people's auras, right, the colors of their energy around them, if you are able to see shadow figures that come in and out of the room, if you're able to see orbs, if you're able to see extremely vividly in your dreams, which actually is a, a sign of suppressed clairvoyance, um, if you're able to see uh, kind of like mirages almost, but not like an actual physical mirage, if you're able to see full-blown figures, and also if you're able to receive visions that have full-blown prophetic whatevers attached to them, you are clairvoyant if you experience any or all of the above. Anything that is visual. So, for instance, if you are an artist and you see the image of your painting or your drawing or your sculpture or whatever before you actually create it in the physical, congratulations, you have clairvoyance. It is that simple. And unfortunately, like with most of these things, the movies and the TV have gotten it all wrong. <laughs> so... I just want to state that right there. Do not listen to the TV. It is wrong. <laughs> Most of the time. There are some, some, some shows have gotten it right. And, you know, some people over the years have been like, I wonder what you think about XYZ TV show. And there are moments when I'm like, huh, they actually got this right this time. That's kind of neat. So you never know. There's room for surprise. But regardless, so that is what clairvoyance is. Um, in the world of mental health and mental illness, if people do not understand clairvoyance, they can be extremely thrown off guard. If they go in for diagnostic testing to see if they have mental illness and they mark down that they see things or they answer that in an interview, then sometimes they'll be diagnosed as having hallucinations, um, which can lead to a multitude of different diagnoses. And we will talk about this at the Doorway to Mental Health event in May. So if that's something that you are interested in attending, you can check out the information for that on the website, doorwaytoself.com. There's a little gold banner that's going to pop up across the top and you just click that and it takes you to the event so you can learn everything that's gonna be there. Um, but anyways, regardless, so that's clairvoyance uh, in a nutshell, is you are seeing things. The next ability is clairaudience, and clairaudience comes from clair and audio, like hearing, auditory, um, because that's exactly what it is. It's clear hearing. It's, or not so clear hearing, it's psychic hearing. Now, this is another one that has a lot of misconceptions about it because people think about, you know, oh, I hear voices or people are whispering to me or whatever. And so there's this idea that it has to be very concrete sounding voices that are happening. And that's not necessarily the case. So it can be, um, you know, just hearing a pitch. Or just hearing a whisper. Or just hearing um, a voice that's not completely audible, like maybe something sounds like it's mumbling, you can't completely make it out, and you're like, ooh, what, what is that? And then as soon as you go to hear for it, it's gone, right? Because that's also just a funny thing that we do as humans is we try to make everything physically accessible, and so as soon as we try to 
tune in in the physical to what's going on psychically, we lose it, which is just a funny thing that happens. So if that's something that happens to you, that's why. <laughs> that is the why behind it. Um, but anyways, regardless, this, this can not, this does not need to just uh, look like, and I say look like meaning sound like hearing voices. It can be really anything, hearing pitches, hearing hums, hearing low vibrational sounds. It's anything that has to do with hearing things that are not being promoted in the physical, okay? Um, and these sounds can come attached to physical sounds. So for instance, if you are listening to music and all of a sudden you hear a really high pitch that's not in the music, that would be some clear audience. You are being receptive to the energetic sound of the physical sound that's being made. Um, this can go with people talking, you might be hearing pitches or other voices around it or things like that as well. So that is clear audience in a nutshell. The next ability I want to talk about is clairgustance, which is psychic taste. Now, this one is extremely rare. I don't tend to see this a lot. I think there's only maybe, I've, <laughs> I've probably easily done well over 75 different psychic diagnostic reports, and I think I've only seen clairgustance pop up maybe 10 times. Um, so it's pretty rare. But basically what this is, is you are tasting energy. So this isn't, oh, I'm eating an orange and I taste an orange. No, this is you are sitting on the couch and randomly taste an orange. And for those of you who have been in my Psychic Abilities 101 class before, I really don't know why I always use the orange example. But for some reason, I always use an orange. So if that's something you've already heard before, feel free to giggle. Um, there's just something really tangible to that. <laughs> But anyways, so this is something that people tend to experience either extremely seemingly randomly or they start to begin to put a pattern to it. So for instance, I was working with a lady who um, worked in hospice for a long time and she, and this is a little bit morbid, so don't let this scare you. I don't know why we have such a weird stigma around death in our culture, but regardless, she would know when the person was going to die because she would get a strange bitter metallic taste in her mouth and she'd go yep they're gonna die tomorrow she's she's new um which is actually a different psychic ability that just knowing and we'll talk about that in a minute sometimes one psychic ability is used to um kind of trigger another psychic ability that gives you more information so uh for instance using some of the things that we've already talked about um let's use clairvoyance and clairaudience, sight and sound, right? So for instance, maybe you're walking around in a bookstore and you see a bright green light uh, in one of the aisles that's in the spiritual, right? So you're experiencing your clairvoyance. You're seeing a bright, bright green orb down one of the aisles. And when you see it, you hear a voice that says, go here, okay? So that would be your clairvoyance triggering your clairaudience. So I just wanted to touch on that real quick as well, just because I used this example. So, but regardless, my point is with clairgustance is that you are tasting the energy of something 
some event, a person maybe, you might be tasting a person's energy, um, which happens, by the way, automatically when we're kissing someone. Um, so if you're in the midst of making out and you're like, oh, this person tastes really good, even though they didn't particularly eat something good beforehand or whatever, it's because you are tasting their energy, you're very attracted to them, there's a magnetism there, and it tastes good and you, you're tasting their energy. So I just wanted to throw that out there as well. We kind of all, all of us have every single one of these abilities on some level or another. It's just that for most of us, they're extremely dulled. And so we just have to remember that. Um, and it's cool because the more aware you become that all of these ex abilities, um, or I should say the ability to have all of these abilities exist within you, you're going to start noticing where they might be popping up. And it's cool, especially when the energy is paralleling the physical and it's hard to kind of pull them apart and be like, oh, this is energy I'm experiencing. But the more that you begin researching it for yourself and just noticing it in the small moments, the more attuned you're going to become to what is going on energetically and the more heightened your senses are going to become and the more in control of them you're going to be because you know what the heck is happening, which is really freaking cool. So <laughs> after that tangent, let's go ahead and um, scooch into the next Claire, which is Clairescence. Um, and it's essent, like scent. Um, so this is clear smell. And this works very similarly to Claire Gustin's, although I've found strangely enough that it is not nearly as rare as Claire Gustin's is. Um, I would say maybe twice to three times as many people as had Claire Gustin's had Clairescence. Maybe even more than that. So, um, again, using that orange example, right, maybe you're, you're sitting nowhere near an orange in any close vicinity to you, and all of a sudden you start smelling an orange. So that would be some clarescence. Or um, a lot of people, most people who have clarescence for some strange reason always smell cigarettes, which is just bizarre. Like, they're non-smokers, they're living with non-smokers, they're in a non-smoking environment, the entire house is completely sealed off to the outside, chance of getting any sort of smoke in the house, and they smell cigarettes. I don't know what it is about cigarettes, but for some reason, like 75% of cases of clarescence I've run into have um, experienced cigarette smell. It's just really bizarre. So anyways, um, it could be that a lot of people smell people's energies as well. So you might know what someone smells like. And we're not talking, oh, that person always wears the same perfume or deodorant or essential oil or whatever it is. No, this is you are legitimately smelling their energy, which might be paired with that thing that they wear all the time, but it's not necessary. So um, I just wanted to make you aware of that as well. There's another one of those physical parallels, energetic things that um, it's just cool to bring into attention and see what happens with it. So the next, uh, the next ability that I want to talk about is clairtangency. Now, there are three different types of feeling abilities, right? So we've talked about sight, 
sound, taste, smell, and of course now we're on that fifth of the physical, five physical senses, um, which again are parallel to the psychic senses. So that fifth sense is touch. And there are three types of feeling senses in the psychic world. Only one of those involves actual physical touch to receive the information. So with clairtangency and tangency like tangible, right? So again, bringing us into the physical. So this is the only psychic ability that requires a physical connection in order to receive information energetically. And it is the only uh, psychic ability that requires a trigger of another psychic ability. So the actual clairtangency as an ability is not what gives you the information. It's what triggers the next psychic ability to give you that information. So clairtangency can look like if you shake someone's hand and then um, get a visual of them falling or you... Um, shake someone's hand and you hear the name uh, Ted and you're like, who's Ted? And they're like, whoa, how'd you know that? That's my uncle. That's so weird. Um, you know, or you um, pick up a mirror in an antique store and you smell somebody's perfume um, and it's, it happens to be the woman who owned it. But maybe you know that, maybe you don't know that. I don't know. So, um so that's the point is that clairtangency, you are touching someone or something in the physical. You are physically touching, obviously with consent. And I mean that physically with consent and also energetically consent with consent. Um, the person who I actually learned about the Claire's from for the first time, I want to give her a shout out because she's just such an amazing human being, is Ellen Dugan. Um, and she's done a ton of research on this as well if you want to look up her material. Um, if you're not of the witchy persuasion, I would not recommend looking her stuff up. But um, if you are or you just don't care, um, she has some really wonderful material out there on this. She's written several, several books. Um, so anyways, Ellen Dugan has clairtangency and she always tells this story whenever she's teaching her class about the Claire's about how she, when she gives readings, she, before she touches someone, because her clairtangency is so potent. And so before she touches someone, she'll say, okay, once I touch you, I'm in. Meaning I am into your psychic sphere. I am into your energy field. And if there's any information you don't want me to know, I'm letting you know right now, I might find it. Um, and so she says, when I touch you, I'm in. Do I, you know, do I have your permission or do you understand that or, you know, something like that? And they'll say yes. And then she'll touch their hands and boom, immediately gets hit with all of this psychic information. So um, that's what I mean by energetically and physically. Not only are you physically asking, can I touch your hand? But also energetically, you are letting the person know I'm coming into your field is this okay with you? Do I have your consent to do this? And that's important to do with any psychic ability. Um, and of course, we do have to just keep in mind that the psychic world sometimes knows no bounds. And so information can just hit us randomly 
Um, and especially if we haven't completely honed in on our abilities, we don't maybe know that we have clairtangency and then we touch Aunt Rita's shoulder and all of a sudden, you know, see her having an affair with the next door neighbor. And of course, with COVID season in, you know, along the way, we would hope that she wouldn't be having an affair in the first place, but specifically not now. So there's that too. And so... Um, you know, things like that, that you maybe that just may be out of your control, but then just knowing your own boundaries with that, what do you do with that information? Um, what's ethical to do with it? And I guarantee at least one, if not multiple episodes <laughs> on this podcast will be about energy ethics. So, um, and it'll trickle into episodes here and there just as it is now. So if that's something you're craving, um, just <laughs> know it's coming to you, uh, whether you like it or not. So, um, anywho, clairtangency, um, yes, you touch something, you get information, and that can look like the information coming through in any and all of the above psychic senses that I've already mentioned, and also those yet to come. Which brings me to the next psychic ability, and this is the second psychic ability of feeling and this is um the one that in the very beginning when I was starting to introduce the Claire's and I was like clairvoyance is the most well known but it's starting to not be that way so much this is the ability that I was referring to and that is of Claire empathy otherwise known very widely colloquially as being an empath and chances are I will probably do an entire episode on what it means to be an empath because it is such a ridiculously hot topic right now. Um, and so many people with Claire Empathy have been waking up all over the place. Um, and so I think it's just a necessary thing to talk about. But regardless, so what is Claire Empathy in a nutshell? Basically, it means that you are able to feel other people's emotions and or physicalities okay so this means that you are able to let's say for instance and this is just so <laughs> such an easy surface surface example but let's say, um, and this is something that I've given in the past, but you go to the movie movie theaters. Now you can really tell that this is an example from the past, and I'm not trying to condone anybody going to the movie theaters right now. I don't even know if there are any movie theaters open at this point. But anyways, and you sit down and there's somebody three seats down from you. And um, all of a sudden, about halfway through the movie, your leg just starts killing you like killing you and you're like oh my gosh why is my leg hurting so bad I didn't do anything to it it felt fine before the movie and you stand up and you know the movie's over you lights come on you stand up and you look at that person who is standing or sitting three seats away from you and you realize that um they've got a cast on their right leg which is the same leg that was hurting you and you are feeling their broken leg in your leg. So that would be what it's like to be an empath for the physical. 
So you are feeling somebody else's physical pain. This doesn't necessarily need to be pain either. This could be like, um, you know, maybe somebody three seats down from you is laughing and you start your, your, you feel your diaphragm start to flex as though you're laughing and you're like, what is this strange sensation in my abdomen? <laughs> um, because you're physically feeling them laugh. So that's what it means to be a physical empath. You are physically feeling the physical sensations of another person or animal or plants or whatever. Okay. Um, in terms of being an emotional empath, you uh, will use the same movie theater thing. And this is where it gets really dicey because you can't just <laughs> up and ask a person this. Um, or you could, but it just might be a little nosy and probably unethical. So you're sitting in the movie theater, you walked into the movie, you were in a great mood, you were having a fantastic day. All of a sudden you go and you sit down and like halfway through the movie, you're like, oh my gosh, I'm so, I'm feeling really depressed right now. And I don't know why, like, I almost feel like I'm grieving. Like, I feel like, oh, this is just odd. Like, why am I feeling this? And this is so random. And it turns out that the guy three seats down from you just lost his mom two days ago and he's grieving and he's really feeling it and you were picking up on his grief. Again, doesn't always have to be the hard stuff. It usually is. That's usually what we pay attention to. But it could also be that you walked into the theater in a terrible mood and halfway through the movie got into a great mood and didn't know why. It was a really serious movie, but the guy three seats down from you was having an amazing date um with the person he was there with and he was just feeling all this euphoria and happiness and joy and um you're picking up on that so that's what it means to be an emotional empath um and of course i'm very much simplifying this and this is why i <laughs> am going to make another episode on this but it's important to know that it's usually not going to be as simple as i just laid it out you're probably not going to experience things as they're happening unless you are extremely psychically cognizant, which is something we will talk about at the end of this episode, what that means. But usually you're going to be experiencing the emotions of someone or the physical pain of someone after you interact with them. Um, if you even interact with them physically, they might be somebody that you are energetically connected to who lives 3000 miles away from you and you have zero idea that anything's going on with them. Now, of course, this is so much more relevant, uh, of course, to the times looking at it from this perspective is we can literally take on the emotions or physical, uh, symptoms from anybody anywhere if we are energetically connected to them. Now, I don't say that to be, um, you know, scary or to overwhelm you in any sense, especially with everything going on. You know, there are tons of people feeling other people's fear, other people's pain, other people's depression, anxiety, overwhelm, etc. right now. Um, but it is, I'm saying it to inform you so that you can be aware of it because knowledge is power, right? And so it's really about what you do with that knowledge. You can allow it to scare you even more, or you can say, oh, cool. Now I know that what I'm feeling might not actually be mine. And 
now I can learn to let that go or learn to understand who it came from, if that's even a necessary thing to learn, Um, which it might be. You know, you guys heard my episode about chords and hooks. Maybe it's worth looking into. Uh, And if you didn't listen to that episode, I highly suggest going back and listening to it. But You know, you might just need to figure out whose emotions you're taking on. What's your relationship with them? Why are you taking on their stuff? Um, So anyways, my point is in in saying this is that knowledge is power. And so I do hope you use this information to make your life more peaceful in this sense. You don't have to take the world on your shoulders. That's not your job. So that's where things get incredibly complicated with the Claire Empathy thing is, um, you know, we might not know where it's coming from, when it's coming from. There's no such thing as time and space um, in the psychic world. And it really shows up with this ability in particular um, in terms of it just blindsiding you. (laughs) So, um, So that would be the second of the feeling um the second of the feeling uh abilities and the third one and there is arguably a fourth one which is our last psychic ability but um we'll get there the third one is clairsentience and there is some argument about clair empathy and clairsentience being the same thing and all of this stuff You can read my reasons as to why I disbelieve that on the blog, doorwaytoself.com slash blog. Read all about it. Um, It's, I believe I wrote about it in the Claire Empathy episode, or episode, in the Claire Empathy blog uh, post. So you can go ahead and check that out. But regardless, so Claire Sentience is the ability, the psychic ability to feel the energy between your energy and a foreign energy, okay? So this is what it looks like when your personal energy is interacting with energies outside of yourself, be they the energies of a place, an object, a person, a plant, an animal, a, um, an idea, <laughs> a thought form. I mean, the list goes on. It is your energy interacting with an energy that is not yours. So, um, this can manifest in all different forms. The most specific and the most widely felt symptom, most common symptom, is that of anxiety. And of course, the levels of anxiety are going to vary from person to person and how sensitive you are and how aware you are of what your energy feels like and what it doesn't and what other people and yada, 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 the list goes on. But the point is, is that anxiety is usually what's felt. And the reason behind this is because every single person, so we've talked about human beings being psychic. And if you missed the first episode, go listen to it. But we've talked about human beings being psychic because we are energy and we are energy because we are made up of molecules that are vibrating which inherently in and of itself is an energetic process and it means that we are also giving off what's called a frequency a frequency is a noise that is made through vibration it's a sound and so every single person has their own unique 
frequency and that frequency is going to change all of the time based on your mood, based on what memories you're thinking about or experiencing, based on what you might be triggered on in the moment, based on uh, where your motivation is standing, based on how connected you are with your pur purpose. I mean, the list goes on and on. So our frequencies, our own personal frequencies are fluctuating between one note and 10 notes or whatever it is. Um, I'm not a frequency expert. I'm not going to claim to be. But the point is, is that our frequencies are shifting consistently. But we do tend to stay within a bracket that is our own. It has our own sound signature to it. And likewise, so does everybody else's around us. So, so does every place that we go to. So does every object that we pick up. So does every animal, plant, yada, 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 right? So what happens with clairsentience is that our frequencies interact with the frequencies that are around us. And when that happens, if you think about it, if you're a musician, um, we'll just use the notes on a piano or guitar or whatever. It's all the same notes. The point is, is let's say you play the note C and D right next to each other. That's not going to sound great. It's going to be dissonant, as we call it, right? And so basically when we're interacting with frequencies around us that might be either too close to our frequency but just a little bit off or way out there somewhere else and not comparable to ours at all. Um, let's say it's the D, you know, three octaves below us or three octaves above us or something like that, um, then it's going to cause us to feel out of place, cause us to feel anxious, cause us to overwhelmed or like there's something else that we need to be doing or like we can't handle the environment that we're in. And so these are all symptoms of clairsentience when we don't quite know how to handle it or when we don't know what's going on, okay? Anxiety, overwhelm, indecisiveness, uh, feeling like you're far from yourself or feeling like you can't calibrate somehow, um, being really up in the head, right? Not being able to ground yourself or, or not focusing on grounding yourself, right? It's that, that buzzing in the head, that buzzing of thoughts. Um, other symptoms of clairsentience include um, feeling hot or cold. Um, all of a sudden your body heats up drastically or cools way down. Um, maybe you get the chills or you get the shivers or you get um, prickling hairs on the arms. Um, all you energy workers out there, I know you're listening to this. Another huge symptom of clairsentience is um, that heating of the hands when we're working with energy. So I know a lot of you will experience if you're doing Reiki or any other sort of energy work, your hands will heat up as you get to certain body parts or you get to certain uh, energy blocks or things like that, that you know that uh, things need to move around or you need to introduce something new or, um, you know, whatever it is that you're doing. Um, 
So a, a heating up of the hands or a tingling of the hands, tingling of body parts in general. Uh, this is beyond the energy work stuff, but um, a lot of energy workers get tingling bodies as well. Um, so just noticing these bodily sensations that may mimic a physical version of anxiety almost, but not necessarily in a bad way. Um, it, it's just your senses heightening essentially as you're interacting with energies that are lovely with you or that are um you know just tipping you off that oh hey something's different here and you're going to need to pay attention to your body or you're going to need to pay attention to how to move the energy within you and around you or you know things like that other symptoms include butterflies or um a drop in the gut um heart palpitations things like that so just keep your eye on uh your body really um clairsentience is such an energetic thing and yet it is felt so somatically and I think for a lot of people with clairsentience that's where the disconnect happens is that there is so much up in the headness and it is so energetic that we forget to check ourselves physically to see where we might be feeling symptoms and thank goodness the world of psychology and counseling is moving into um, this mind-body connection and looking at the somatic integration of everything because people are starting to recognize, oh, this is what I'm feeling in my body when I get anxious or whatever. And so I really encourage you to take a look at, take a feel into um, not just your energy, not just the sphere energetically that's going on around you, but also what's going on in your body. And that goes for whether you have clairsentience or not. It's just a good rule of thumb to check in with yourself. So for those of you who have experienced an um, absurd amount of anxiety recently due to everything going on or overwhelm or inability to make a decision, feeling disconnected from yourself, etc. Check in with yourself. Uh, you might have some major clairsentience. So that might be really helpful for you because then you know, okay, all I need to do at this point is clear myself of other people's energies and tap back into my own essence. What do I feel like? How can I reintegrate my, my energy, my personal energy into my body again? So I hope that's helpful for you in these trying times. And I will definitely be doing an episode soon on energy clearing. I'm not quite sure when. I'm not quite sure what that will look like. But um, you should have that um, information at your ear tips, fingertips, ear tips uh, shortly here. Uh, so I'm going to go ahead and move on to the last Claire, which, as I stated before, some people argue that this is um, the fourth physical Claire, um, the fourth Claire of feeling, I should say. Um, others do not, and that's because it kind of uh, vacillates between the feeling sensation and the knowing sensation. Um, I don't quite categorize it as anything. It's just kind of its own thing. Um, and that's claircognizance. Um, so cognizance like cognition, right? So that's knowing. It means clear knowing. And that's exactly what this ability is. It's exactly what it sounds like. And this is actually the only Claire I would argue is actually clear. <laughs> Um, because this is the one that is the gut hunch. It's like intuition, but 
you know, times 10. It's, it's a, it's a 10 speed (laughs) as opposed to a one speed intuition. So where, you know, your average person who doesn't have claircognizance would need to take some time, take some deep breaths, tap into their intuition, go into meditation, blah, 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 blah. And by the way, someone with claircognizance would still probably have to do this practice anyways, and it's highly encouraged. But when the ability of claircognizance comes in, it's Fast. It's lightning bolt information of, you know, things like meeting a person for the first time and uh, knowing right away, oh, okay, uh, you know, I know that they're a cat person and not a dog person. I know that's a really <laughs> mundane example, but those are the kind of weird things that'll come in, right? Or, um, oh, I know that this person is going on a first date later, or I know that this person works in real estate. You know, something like that, that just kind of lightning bolt comes in. Um, Another example that people tend to give often is knowing when somebody is lying to them or not. So there's just, you know, it's the key words to look out for. So, and I, I haven't mentioned this with any of the other abilities, but obviously, you know, for clairvoyance, it would be I see, I saw, for clairaudience, I heard, it sounds like um, clairempathy, clairsentience, clairtangency, I felt, um, clairgustance, uh, I tasted, clairessence, I smelled. Um, so for claircognizance, it is I know. I just knew. I just had this feeling. And that's where people say that it might be a feeling sense. I just had this feeling. I had this gut hunch. I had this kind of knowing, um, you know, I don't know how to explain it. I just knew. And so that's exactly what's going on here is it's you, you just know. You just have this information. And it, some people get a physical feeling with it, which is why they call it a gut hunch, right? There's a clenching of the gut or um, a fluttering in the gut, something like that, um, you know, that, that would kind of physically also tip you off that this is something you should pay attention to. So again, I want to reiterate, this is intuition. A lot of people will call claircognizance intuition. It's, it is synonymous, but it's lightning bolt intuition. This is intuition that comes in quick and fast. There is no questioning it. There is no um, second guessing it. It's there and you know it. So that's claircognizance. So there are two other psychic abilities that you can have that are not clairs. And I want to just touch on those really quickly. Um, But I'm probably going to do a full episode on them at some point, um, maybe one each. Um, But those two last things are channeling and mediumship. Uh, So basically being a channel means that you receive information from elsewhere, whether that's from your higher self from other people's higher selves, from source, God, universe, whatever you want to call it, um, from spirit guides, angels, etc., etc., etc. It doesn't really matter. The point is, is that with channeling, it always comes in really clearly. Um, there is no, there, there isn't even really a filter for the, for the information. It just kind of comes, it flows. And so a lot of people experience this when they're talking that all of a sudden they'll just talk and it'll flow and flow and flow and flow. Um, and they don't know where it's coming from or how they're receiving the information, but it's there. 
Um, this is, you know, the person is completely conscious when they're channeling. Um, they, you know, they're themselves. They're in their own energy when they're channeling. Um, and so, yeah, so this can happen through talking. People can channel music. They can channel song. Um, people can channel through automatic writing. So that's when you're writing or journaling or whatever and things just flow through you. They just happen. Um, and really any art medium as well. Channeling is an extremely creative expression. So, and it requires a lot of creative expression to be able to um, become a vessel for the information. So that's channeling in a nutshell. <laughs> and with mediumship, um, mediumship is, so a lot of people confuse this because they think that to be a medium, you have to be possessed. You don't. Um, being a medium essentially just means that you are able to communicate with, um, people who have passed on to the other side or with astral creatures. So meaning anything that lives on, um, the energetic plane that is not on this physical plane, um, that, you know, is communicating with them essentially that's, you know, crossed over, so to speak, beyond the fifth dimension, beyond, um, you know, what we can conceive of normally. Um, and so with mediumship, it's similar to clairtangency where you actually need to have the other ability, some, some other ability in order to access it. So for instance, if you have clairescence, you would, you would be able to smell, um, you know, your grandmother's perfume, um, when your grandmother passed away 10 years ago or something like that. Um, or if you're clairvoyant, then maybe you see shadows or you see orbs or you see the actual people. I don't know. Um, some people get freaked out by this. That's because, you know, we live in, at least in America, I know there are people tuning into this from worldwide. So thank you so much for listening. Um, but since we are, you know, since I'm speaking as an American, um, and really any, any Western culture, I mean, we're talking, I know I have some listeners in England and Ireland here, um, you know, so, and Canada, so really in any, in any Western culture, death is not really looked at, um, it's looked at as grim or grotesque or something we just don't talk about. Mediumship can be scary if you're not prepared for it, but it doesn't necessarily have to be that experience. It can actually be really, really lovely, um, to connect with people who you haven't connected with before or to help others connect in that way, as long as obviously you're doing it ethically and checking to make sure that who you're speaking to is who you're speaking to. Um, so, uh, and like I said, I'll do a full other episode at some point in time I don't see that being a soon episode but at some point in time we'll talk more in depth about what it means to be a medium and how that works so the very last thing I want to do to close out this episode is to talk about the three different ways that we can conceive of um, psychic abilities and essentially there are three different ways that we can perceive our psychic world so Oh my goodness. I again just want to give a shout out to Ellen Dugan because my little 20-year-old self or 21-year-old self would have been completely lost without this information and she she just she I ugh, I can't sing enough praises to that woman because she is the reason why all of this is 
here and coming together, uh, truly. Um, so shout out to Ellen. If you're listening to this, I freaking love you and you are amazing. And I just, please know how many more people you're helping in the world than you already are. But anyways, um, through disseminating this information at convocation, you know, years and years ago. Anyways, the point is, is that, um, there are three different ways to be able to perceive, go buy her books. There are three different ways to be able to perceive, um, psychic abilities. So we have precognition, cognition, and postcognition. So basically what this means is you can experience things before they happen, while they are happening, or after they happen. And so just to give you a quick example, um, let's say that you have um, clairvoyance and you see a, um, I don't know, you see a wedding cake and you're like, you know, okay, we'll even make it more complex here, okay? You see a, co- a wedding cake and then your claircognizance uh, kicks in and you're like, oh, I know that my friend Bob and uh, his partner are going to get married in uh, September of 2022, okay? And it's 2020 right now, so clearly you're seeing things before they happen and uh, your friend has not yet proposed to his partner at all. And in fact, he doesn't even have a partner yet. Um, And 22 rolls around and uh, your friend is engaged and the wedding date is set and you're like, wow, that's cool. I knew that that was coming. Um, So that would be a precognition. Cognition would be, let's say, you you lost touch with this friend, okay? And 2022 rolls around and the wedding date is here and you weren't invited to the wedding because you lost touch. But all of a sudden you get an image of him with his partner and the wedding cake in the middle and you're like, oh, that's so sweet. I, I don't know why I'm getting this image, but I wonder if he's getting married sometime soon. And next thing you know, you look on Facebook a week later and there are wedding pictures and it's from the same day that you had the vision. So, um, so that would be cognition. Okay, so the first one was precognition. This one's cognition. Uh, last one is postcognition. So again, let's say you lost touch with this friend, you get this image. Um, it's three months after the wedding. You're like, huh, I wonder how, wonder how he is. Of course, you didn't know he had a wedding, but you go on his page and you look it up and you see him and his husband and all of these wonderful pictures. And you're like, oh, this is so cute. Yay. Um, he got married. And uh, it's like well, well after the fact of this wedding. But you got the image and and the pictures reflect the exact image of the cake that you got and all of this stuff. So that would be postcognition. You are seeing the event or experiencing in whatever psychic sense you or senses you experience it in after it has occurred. So that concludes our episode for today. I hope all of that was extremely helpful to you. Um, And of course, if you have any questions, you can feel free to hop into the next live Q&A, which will be on May 17th at 4 p.m. That's a Saturday, 4 p.m. EST, so 1 p.m. PCT and uh, 9 p.m. UTC, I believe. 
I think that's correct. On at Doorway to Self on Instagram and Doorway to Self on Facebook. So you can find us either on Instagram or on Facebook. We'll all be gathered there as our lovely, lovely, amazing monthly group always is um, doing these Q&As. So if you have any questions, you can feel free to email me ahead of time. Uh, or DM me, PM me, whatever uh, your questions and they'll be answered anonymously live or you can pop them into the comment box on the live video feed as we're doing it. So that is something to look forward to. Also in May, I wanted to let you guys know, just a reminder before we wrap up here, that May 2nd is the Doorway to Mental Health online day, I don't care what you call it, seminar, retreat, I don't know. The point is, is that we'll be going into depth into a lot of these topics that we've already been covering the surface of in this podcast. We'll be talking about all sorts of things like the psychic understandings of mental illness and how we might get diagnosed with mental illnesses because of misunderstood mishandled psychic abilities. We'll be talking about how the four elements are integral and crucial to our mental health and well-being, um, the energy of addiction, and also the uh, the way that astrology actually might shape or map our mental health as well. So those are the four things that we will be covering, the four workshops that we'll be doing that day. I didn't say them in order, but you get the gist. Uh, we'll be starting at 10.30 a.m. Eastern Time um, on that Saturday, Saturday, May 2nd. So I hope to see you there. It'll be on Zoom and you can find tickets at doorwaytoself.com. There's a nice gold bar that pops up at the top of the website uh, when you go on there. And if you click that gold bar that says, click here to find more information about uh, uh, Doorway to Mental Health Day thing, um, when you click on that, it will take you to the link to learn more information and get tickets and all that good jazz. So I really hope to see you guys there. Tickets are majorly discounted as I've had to move it online. And just due to my heart being like, you, you have to give people a break on this COVID thing. Please, please. So I'm listening and I'm listening to you guys and... I just, I really want to make sure that people have access to this information during this time. So please, if you're interested, go check it out. It'll be on Zoom. I hope to see you there. Um, and uh, I think that's all for announcements for today. Um, and thank you so, so much to all of you who have listened to one episode, two episodes, or all five episodes. I sincerely appreciate you. Thank you, thank you, thank you to those of you who have left reviews or messaged me with the kindest messages. I've been blown away by what you guys have been taking away from this podcast. So thank you so much, and I hope you have an absolutely beautiful week. Sending much love your way. Thank you so much for tuning into the Doorway to Self podcast, for helping to spread psychic education and for being a part of the mental health revolution. I hope you have received exactly what you needed today for your personal growth, understanding, and healing. For more information on upcoming workshops, retreats, and online events, please go to doorwaytoself.com. Thank you.
and have a beautiful rest of your day.